With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Gil Whiteley is Whiteley So. Whiteley So with Gil Whiteley. Mile High Sports. Hello and welcome, Gil Whaley, high atop the Montmartre building, Southeast Colorado, and I-25. Gil Whaley with you uh, for the next hour. Uh, Chris Marlow will be coming up. Uh, the Nuggets play in uh, L.A. tomorrow night. Uh, I, I'm trying to find out if Jamal Murray's coming back. I, I don't even know if uh, I don't even know if uh, Chris Marlowe will have that information, and if he does, uh, in, in, don't take this wrong. If he does, he, they might the Nuggets might say, "Well, yeah, he'll Murray will be back," but don't mention it. We want to just leave the Clippers out there. Which the Clippers? He's going to be back. The Clippers know. But you know, uh, the the current uh, key sports entertainment they play all the games. So uh, uh, so I'm I'm looking through other people to find out if Murray will be back. <coughs> Excuse me, I tend to think he will be. Uh, I think this is an important Nuggets Clippers game. How so? Well, the Nuggets have already beaten the Clippers twice. Now, they're playing them a third time. You only play uh, teams in your conference four times anyway. Now they're playing them a third time uh, before Christmas. Uh, They've already played Houston three times. Yeah. And they play and so, them again on Friday. You know, so now uh, they've won. They beat the Clippers twice. You know, next time they play the Clippers, probably not until like March, April fourth. Wow. Uh, it'll be you know, like Rocky's opening day. Uh, so I, I, I think this is a big game for the Clippers. And I think you need to keep the Clippers. Every time the Clippers have a big game and they're playing you, I think you need to. I think you need to swat them like a fly. Uh, there's no. This has been kind of a a weird start to the season. Everything's been in stretches. You know, six wins, 
four losses, five losses. Uh, right now, uh, they're in a streak of, what, uh, four out of the last five games. Uh, it, it, I, I got to get back into my into my mode with, with them. But you, you look at... Uh, you look at this, 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 the Nuggets in this season, and it it's important that that they just start winning and start putting up those wins. You know, they've won four of the last five, but they lost the last game against the Kings. Uh, they're seven and one. They're seven and one without. Uh, Jamal Murray, or with Jamal Murray, and seven six without him. Jamal Murray's got to get back in the lineup and stay healthy in the lineup. Uh, they've had, they've had plenty of time for him to get uh, well. Uh, uh, the game that he got hurt, he got hurt in the first quarter after sending out a couple of games anyway for whatever else that was. But he ended up playing the rest of the game. You remember when he sprained his ankle? It was ugly. They showed it on replay. Yeah. Uh, they showed it on replay several times. It was like, uh. Then he came back out, and in a couple of minutes, they taped it up and said, okay, yeah, let's play. Right. He was, like, limping the rest of the game, too, just playing through well, the pain. At, at, at that point, that's when you sit him. You don't play him the rest of the game. And then, and then lose them for three games, right? I mean, I, you know, I was I was glad when I saw him come back in. I'm like, oh well, it's no big deal. Well, so they play him the rest of the game on us, on uh, and probably they they freeze it somehow or whatever they do to it. They throw some, you know, anti-pain situation at him and let him play. And then he misses what three more games or whatever that might be. That's not any good. At that point, that's where you just say, "Okay, yeah, we're not going to play Jamal Murray anymore in this game." That was in early in that game. He played the rest of the game. So I thought that was, and and then all of a sudden, you know, he misses a, a couple. Uh, maybe. Has he just missed one since then? Uh, two. Uh, Friday against okay. the Suns, and then Saturday against Sacramento. Okay, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, and so he played. What was it? The it was the last Wednesday. Last Wednesday yeah. is when he hurt his ankle. Yeah, yep. yeah. Okay. Well, you're on top of this today. Oh yeah, always. Check out the big brain on Alex. <laughs> <laughs> That's a quote I use a lot of yeah, times. Yeah. What's, what's that from again? That. Oh, stop it. Take a guess. Take out, check out the big brain on Brad. Oh man, it sounds familiar. Yeah, I'll get it in a sec. Give me like one sec. Yeah, I can. Ooh, that's a great Kahuna burger. Can I have a bite of Pulp your Fiction? Drink? Pulp Fiction, of course. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's when they got the. Uh, that's when they got him. Uh, in the chair. Not tied up, but he's in the chair, scared for his life. Oh, the big Kahuna he, burger, which he should be. Yeah, and he said, <laughs> and he said, you know why they don't call the the uh, the, the quarter pounder a quarter pounder and, and 
Sweden? And he said, uh, because of the metric system? And he says, whoa, check out the big brain on Brad. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's good. That's funny. Okay. So, and and the, the, the character's name is Brett, but he misspeaks and calls him Brett. Right, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so just I, I caught that. I was like, "What?" Do you know who the guy is that eventually comes out of the bathroom and I don't. then and shoots at him and then misses them? No, I don't remember. Next time you watch that movie, you look and see, and you'll say, "Oh yeah, look at that!" It's Barry Steinfeld's brother, uh, the actor. Right. And the, the actor is Jerry Seinfeld's brother in real life, and he looks just like Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> The next time you watch it, uh, uh, you, you check that out. You, uh, I, I'm like a, a uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a trivia reel for. Uh, they could they could sell me on there. When you know when they sell CDs, there's a there's a trivia part of it where you can watch, you know, like a trivia voiceover. I could be that for Pulp Fiction. I could be that for a lot of films. You could. You should be. I, I, I could be that for Casablanca. I, uh, I, I actually introduced, I've introduced Casablanca at special screenings of Casablanca, uh, a couple of different film festivals, and then the very first film on the rocks at Red Rocks which is the largest crowd to ever see Casablanca. 11,000 people showed up. Uh, Red Rocks could have sat, I think, about 12.5 for a movie. So we're 11,000 people to see the very first film on the rocks. It was Casablanca. And I asked the crowd, I said, would you raise your hand if you've never seen Casablanca before? And about half the crowd raised their hand. And I, and I said to them, I said, you know, I am jealous of you 5,000 people. I said, I would give anything to be watching Casablanca for the very first time. Uh, and it was great watching Casablanca at Red Rocks, uh, you know, with that huge crowd. Yeah, a little uh, film on the rocks. Yeah. Uh, and it was uh, it was just kind of cool. So yeah, I, and when it comes to stuff like that, I uh, I, I can, you know, uh, I think I know more about uh, Chris Marlowe's dad's career than Chris does. Hugh <laughs> uh, uh, Marlowe's had had a really good career, by the way. Uh, you know, Chris comes from a, a family of of uh, very famous filmmakers. His grandfather. Sam Wood was nominated for two different Academy Awards as a director. Uh, and, uh, and anyway, we got Chris Marlowe coming up, so uh, uh, we'll do that. I'm not sure if Chris is here or if he is in, uh, I, I imagine he's in L.A. The game's tomorrow. Chris grew up in L.A., so somehow I think that, that, he's, gonna, he, uh, that he spent a couple of days in L.A., you know, having lunch in the, through those old spots and old places and whatever it might be. And and, that, and, and the fact that they have a couple of days uh, gives them some, a chance to, you know, visit with friends and all that kind of stuff. So 
I'm not sure if he's here or in L.A., but Chris Marlowe coming up next. If I was a sculptor, but then again, no, or a man who makes potions. Have you ever wished the radio guy would think like you and say things that actually make sense rather than softening his stance to be politically correct? Well then, whitely so. Gil Whiteley will give you the absolute truth. Hello and welcome back. Gil Whiteley with you for the next uh, uh, 45 minutes. Joining me, Chris Marlowe. We uh, played the Olympic theme as Chris Marlowe's walk-up music. Uh, simply said, if you follow Chris on Twitter, it kind of gives a little background, and then there's this one little bitty line that says, "Has a gold medal." <laughs> that's kind. That's a very unbraggadocious way of posting that, but I, I've always gotten a kick out of that, Chris. Has well, I'm gold. glad to hear that, Gil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm I'm sitting here doing a little work. We're flying to Los Angeles in a couple oh, I of hours. Maybe it'd be in LA somehow. You well, know, maybe, I thought with a few days that you'd figure out some way to get out to LA and see some friends and not all that. I mean, you grew up there. You you grew up in Santa Monica, right? When uh, did you go to Samo? Samo High? No, I was a West LA guy. A West okay. LA, and I actually went to Palisades High School. Okay. Uh, and uh, I just thought for some reason you'd figure out a way to get out to LA for a couple of days with a couple of game, games off. But uh, you know, it's silly me and everybody else. We think, well, when the Nuggets aren't playing, you got nothing to do. <laughs> you know, when you're when you're when you guys all the production that, that goes into every single Avalanche and Nuggets game, uh, you got plenty to do on off days. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say it's an interesting schedule because the Nuggets did not qualify for the in-season tournament quarterfinals. They were given two extra games uh, to make up for the games they, they would miss and, and they, they would not play. And interestingly, they're playing at the Clippers and they're hosting Houston, who they just beat last week. Clippers. Uh, so uh, it'll be a challenge. You know, last time, nine days ago, Nuggets went to uh, L.A. without their three best players and on, on a back-to-back with no rest and beat them. Uh, now it looks like we may be going there with a full contingent of players, and uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, the reaction. Uh, Clippers got to be mad. They got to be mad because yeah. the Nuggets have beat them eight straight times, right? Yeah, and they got them twice this year already, and it's the third time early in the season before Christmas that they'll be playing them, and I think it's a game that the Clippers really want now. Uh, uh, quite frankly, and I think that's a good time to slap the Clippers down and just remind them that, hey, you're the Clippers. Shut up. Yeah, and, you know uh, what's interesting, Gil? You mentioned third time. This is actually uh, the fifth time they'll be playing. Remember, they played the last two games of preseason, so this is the fifth oh, well, meeting yeah. Yeah, between uh, October 17th and now that they played the Clippers. Of course, the Clippers look a little different now with, with James Harden, but uh, I'm anxious to see uh, 
which Denver Nuggets team uh, is in L.A. Jokic and Gordon look like they're healthy now, but the big question will be, is Jamal Murray going to play in that game? Nuggets are practicing right now. I'm sure they'll tell us after practice, but I got a yeah, good that feeling is, that, that is maybe Murray does. That play. is my question for you. That is he yep. going to play that? Now, he sprained his ankle early in the first quarter after coming off an injury uh, a week ago. Uh, and, and, and it, boy, they showed the highlight here. You showed the highlight or low light of him spraining his ankle. ankle and, or, uh, and, and it was like, oh, wow. And he came back within a, within a quarter uh, to play the rest of the game. And I'm like, well, okay. Well, and then now he's missed uh, two, maybe three games. Uh, based on that, maybe they would have been off uh, just taping him up and saying, yeah, you're done for this game, and they wouldn't have missed him for a couple more games. You know, you, you just never know about things like that, particularly with hamstring injuries, Gil. Is, uh, you, you put them out there, and they're fine for the rest of the season. Or you put them out there, and it ends up like Greg Dulcich, of the Broncos, who has a chronic hamstring uh, problems. Yeah. So you, you uh, never well, that know. that wasn't a hamstring. That was an ankle, wasn't it? Well, yeah, but Murray's got the hamstring. So yes. you put him out there when you think the hamstring is ready to go. And maybe there's some overcompensation. Maybe not. You know, it's, you know, you sprained an ankle. That can happen when you're perfectly healthy. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know. It can always... happen when you're my age. It can happen uh, when you're sitting in your chair. Exactly. You could just stumble your way into an ankle sprain. Uh, you know what? When I uh, when I used to be athletic, the one thing that I really was worried about was stepping on a pine cone <laughs> when I played golf. You know, and rolling down the hill, if you step on some easy, uneven surface, and then end up spraining your ankle. But uh, I don't I don't worry about that too much anymore. Uh, the the I think that if this were the playoffs. Uh, in the last, I don't think I don't think Jamal Murray misses a single game with the injuries he's been nursing uh, over the last early early part of this season. I think they're just being very overly cautious with him. But if they were in the playoffs, I think the hamstring problems he've had and the ankle problems he've had, I don't think he misses a single game. I think they're being very cautionary. Yeah, you might be right about that. Although. Uh, in defense of the medical staff, you know, they put him out there and then people say, well, why did you put him out there when he wasn't quite healthy? Uh, why do you put him out there? He sprains his ankle. You just, you're just never quite sure how players are going to react. Uh, I'm thinking the good, the good thing about a sprained ankle, it, it heals up. It, it heals up and it's, it's not like uh, the hamstring where you're never quite sure if it's healed up, if all the fibers are together. So uh, Murray's as tough as they come. Could he have played? Probably. Yeah. But I think you want you, you want to think about uh, the future uh, later in the season. You want to do well, but you want to make sure that Murray's healthy when playoff time comes around. If you played every team, if you, if you didn't play every single player when they weren't quite healthy, I'm not sure you'd have a you'd be able to feel the starting lineup on any team. Uh, you're probably, yeah, you're probably <laughs> right about that. Also, you know, yeah. uh, everybody has got uh, something. Once yeah. you start start the start the seasons like like the football teams, uh, everybody's kind of hurt and, and and trying to grind through it. 
but they've had a couple of days off now, a couple of nice days rest. Uh, Murray got the extra games rest by not playing, and I am severely hoping that he's back in the lineup when we play the Clippers uh, tomorrow night. Yeah, I'm hoping that too. They're they're seven and one with him, and and seven and six without him. And I don't think you want to give the Clippers any any break because they don't play the Clippers again until pretty much Easter, uh, April fourth. Yep. Uh, and uh, yeah, and that's a that's a long time to think about that. And they're about to to wrap up the Houston series, right? I think so. It was just an extra game, and if the Nuggets can win this game, they would at least tie uh, the season series with Houston because they lost the first two. So right. uh, a win tomorrow night, then the Nuggets clinch the head-to-head and would have home court over the Clippers in any playoff series. And then uh, if they win Friday night against Houston, uh, that would even the season series, and then it will go down to conference records and things like that. So. Uh, a couple of big games this week, and uh, you can see them both on altitude. This has been uh, this has been a uh, a different kind of season because uh, in the past, you know, the, the, you, you know, uh, we've been as fans or as commentators, we've been waiting for them to, you know, here they need the jockey for position. Are they going to be the second, third seed, third seed? Uh, you know, uh, they don't want to be in a play on, play-in game, those kind of things. Now they're defending champs, and I don't think I quite thought uh, that they're getting everybody's, uh-oh, the champs are in town, and they're getting everybody. They really are getting everybody's A game. Absolutely, and we saw that the other night at Sacramento. Sacramento packed house, crazy fans. Uh, juice to the max and uh, you know I think the Nuggets lost by six but you definitely getting that whenever you go to an away arena it's hard to win games that being said the Nuggets were really good in the playoffs last year winning road playoff games uh, in their in their role to 16 and four so I'm not that worried about it Uh, I'm not sure that getting the number one seed is the paramount thing this season uh, but it's certainly nice to know that you have home court advantage, particularly uh, when you're nine and zero and you're one of the only two undefeated teams in the league. And Ball Arena is a great home court, not only the altitude, but now the fans it's selling out every night. So, uh, home court is going to be important, and the Nuggets want to win as many games and and, and yes. get as high a seed as they can. Well, last year in the Nuggets, and I'm sure you, I'm sure you probably noticed uh, at game one. Uh, after they won the game one, I put I put one down, 15 to go. I didn't care about the losses. It didn't matter to me because I thought they're going to win 16 games in the playoffs. So every time they won, I just put another, okay, three down, three down, 13 to go. I started that at the very first game until they won the championship. Uh, and that uh, I think that was a little pro uh, uh, prescient, prescient, uh, prescient. That's the word you're looking for. Okay, you, you, yeah. you saw into a crystal ball. Yes, and, I did. And the Nuggets I, I, uh, really rewarded you. You know, 16 and four is a terrific playoff record. Oh my God! They never went to seven games, and they only went to six in in Phoenix, and then and then beat the living daylights out of them in in Game Six. So the Nuggets had a great playoff run last season. 
Yeah, I just, it was the nugget here. You know, we kind of been looking for it. We've been, I mean, we've been sharing this together, you and I, and Chris Marler, excuse me, uh, Adam Matas and I, Doug Adderall and I. I mean, I I covered it, uh, for a guy who has an hour show, I covered the nuggets as well as anybody. And uh, and and with that, I, 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 I invest a lot of time in the nuggets. I mean, so, I mean, I just, I'm not just doing a segment every day. I'm watching the games and then I'm rewatching the games and I, I'll, I record every game and I'll just, if I'm watching something else, I'll have the games up on TV uh, with a mute just running so I can look up something happens, I can see it. I invest a lot of time to when they, when they were just getting beat, knocked out of the playoffs early, I'm like, I felt betrayed with the kind of time that I had given them. You know, that's a that's a lot of time to invest. Yeah, but I think there are a lot of people that, that feel the way you do, Gil. They're really excited about this team. They, they cherish the championship they won. They want to see if there's a possibility that they can repeat. And I think a lot of it has to do, obviously, we mentioned health, but the play of the bench, uh, the young guys, how are they going to come along? And I think once Jamal Murray comes back, and then Reggie Jackson is re-slotted into his role as the backup point guard. And, and you've got uh, DeAndre Jordan, uh, if he's the backup center, and then Strother and, uh, 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 Strother and Brown and, and, uh, and, and uh, Peyton Watson. You, you've got a lot of good assets there and young assets that are going to be better and better. So I would think once that happens, they can solidify the bench. When the bench gets outscored, by one guy, as they did in, in Sacramento, Big oh. Monk you know, outscored him twenty-six to twenty-two. It's really hard to win games like that. Yeah, you know this this team has a certain lineup that everybody is better in that certain lineup. You know, and uh, and it, and that and that's got to be Jamal Murray in that game. That means the number th- third, the third offensive. Uh, uh, responsibility goes to MPJ. The fourth now goes to Aaron Gordon. He's much better when he's the fourth option than because when Jamal Murray is hurt, Gordon goes from the fourth option to the second option. And he's not as good when when they know he's the second option. He doesn't get the lazily, not lazily, he doesn't get to work that baseline like he does so magically when he's that fourth option. Uh, and so that leaves a lot of that leaves a lot of those that garbage, but but those 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 baseline where he sneaks around and gets open underneath, and Jokic is so used to finding him open. I tell you, Gil, I got a hot take for you. Okay, uh, everybody on the Nuggets is better when Jamal Murray uh, is, is active, <laughs> except except Thanks. Nicole Jokic. Jokic can do it without Murray, and he can be bigger without Murray, and he can he can handle more responsibility. But all the other starters need Murray, and the bench guys need Murray also because he plays with them too and makes them a lot better. So yeah. hot take, Chris Marlowe said it, uh, Nuggets need Murray. <laughs> if they want to win the championship again, Murray has to be a key component. Exactly right. Hey, that, that is a hot take. Uh, can you take that down, and uh, can we – can we replay that every day next week? Absolutely. Hello. Everybody we needs that. Murray. <laughs> we'll open the show with that. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> and you're absolutely right. 
Has there been any edict come down or is any, I think the Nuggets have I need to have an edict that says, yeah, no one on this team can play in the Olympics in the off season. And no, that's, my main, ridiculous. that's my ridiculous. Main, my main, what is? Uh, you, you don't want you don't want the Nuggets players to play in the Olympics? No, because they're they're going to be playing for other teams. So yeah. that way, but, but that's, that's a kind that's, of a, it's kind of a joke. That, that's uh, part of the that's part of the great part about. The I know. I'm kind of I'm kidding over the fact that yeah, the Nuggets that the Nuggets that can play in the Olympics will be playing against the United States. That was my point. Well, isn't that the intriguing part of it all? Like when Canada suits up against the United States and you've got Murray and all those other uh, talented Canadians, and then when Serbia uh, suits up against the United States and Jokic is in the middle, it, it makes for great theater, and I, I can't wait for the Olympics. I think everybody is going to have their star players, and I'm one team I'm anxious to see, I think I mentioned this on your show last time, is, is France, now buoyed by Victor Wembenyama on that roster. Uh, they've got a lot of good players, but nobody quite like Wemby, and uh, that should help them a lot. Wemby's good, but he, I think he was a there was too much hype for him in the off season. It's not like I mean they were saying he's the best guy to ever do it. Oh, all this other stuff going in, and I get tired of of that. He had no, he didn't have the impact Alcindor had when he came into the league. Not even close. He didn't have the fact that 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 several people have had over the years. Yeah, and he's he might not be rookie of the year. Well, I think you. I think I think the jury is out on Wemby. He's 19 years old. Remember, Alcindor came in at 22, 23. Same with Tim Duncan after playing years at. Let, let's see what Wemby's like. Who knows what what numbers and what impact he'll have two or three years from now? You know, he might he might be terrific then. I agree with you though. He hadn't, but but the Spurs stink. They're they're not very good with him, or they're not very good without him. But in two or three years, he might be, you know, he might be the dominant player in the league. Yeah, uh, yeah, but he didn't come in with that same kind of impact. Which I was wondering if they was going to be that guy, and he really hasn't been. I, will he be a great player without injury? Yeah, I think he, I think he will be. And, and if he plays without injury. Uh, he, you know, he's kind of he's kind of brought Pop's career back. I'm not a big Pop fan, uh, primarily because he has such disdain for the media. You know, and, and there's no reason for that. Uh, I, in my mind, I think he's been treated treated with kid gloves over the years with, by the media. I would agree with that, and I think there's a there's a a very apt comparison between Bill Belichick who's a nasty SOB and Greg Popovich, who I think uh, fills that bill too. When they were winning championships, they're kind of charming rogues. Right. And, and when they're not winning and when they have losing seasons over and over and over again, they're just redundant assholes. Pardon my yeah. life. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can, I don't think we can. <laughs> I think that word's okay. Uh, uh, but the, uh, uh, the fact that 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 the Nuggets now have this run here that they have coming up, they have a bunch of winnable games coming up uh, here. So a, a, a healthy Murray would be very very good in this next streak. This season so far has been a bunch of streaks, winning then losing streaks, 
in winning streak right now. They're kind of on a winning streak. They won four games, lost one. Uh, if Murray's back, uh, I think that win is an isolated game. I think you're going to see a series of offensive wins. Well, I, I think what you're referring to is that the schedule lightens up a bit. There's been five back-to-backs yeah. already. November has been traveling back and forth here and there, come home for a game, go out on the road. And I think the schedule a little bit lighter coming up. Uh, and I think the Nuggets will be able to take advantage of it. seems like they're getting healthy. They're getting their guys back. And uh, the good news about the Nuggets, that every game is winnable. Every game is winnable. You, you can say, well, maybe when you play some of the other yeah. teams, that, that those teams are not very good. Well, most of the teams are good in the NBA now. They can all beat you if you don't pay attention. But but playing against the Nuggets is a challenge, and that's what those teams have to worry about. Nuggets have to just worry about playing their best game, and, and then they'll win most of those games. Chris Marlowe, thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Thanks, Gil. Talk to you when I get back. Bye-bye. All right. Chris Marlowe. I got a woman way over town that's good to me. experience and a sense of humor if you don't get it listen closer gil whiteley says things you need to think about if you're wondering if he just said that he did whiteley so mile high sports hey little girl is your daddy home did he go and leave you all alone i got a bad And welcome back. Gil Wiley with you until uh, uh, 12 o'clock, another 20 minutes. Uh, uh, Nick Manning joins us. Mr. Manning or Dr. Manning, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you, Gil? Uh, things are good. Uh, I thought it was a really good game. Uh, I had last week, uh, and I don't know I, 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 I don't know how often you get an opportunity to watch a show because you actually have a real job or listen to the show. But uh, I, you know, I had the Broncos winning last week until I realized that they had flexed it to a morning game. And then I, at that point I said, you know what, I'm switching. I'm taking, I'm taking Houston in that game. I think the fact that they went to a morning game will hurt them early in that game. And, and, uh, and, and I, 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 I took Houston to win that, to win that, win that game uh and the Broncos historically have never played met well in the morning yeah you know traveling even if it's southeast and playing in the morning time has not been uh it has not been a recipe for success for the Broncos I I enjoyed the game I thought it was a entertaining game it was my opinion two good defenses and uh and Houston just came out on top but well, you, you can't ask for more when you when you have the ball at the five. And that one interception that got that that was a team interception. They, mm-hmm. they put a lot of pressure on them. They the ball got the ball got ticked, uh, and it set up an interception. Then the then the the the, the interception by uh, oh God, what's his name? His son, uh, the son of the uh, of the great cornerback. Uh, that move he made on that, huh? Derek Stingley. Yes, uh, 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 Daryl Stingley Jr. 
made one of the most beautiful interceptions yeah. I've seen in years. Yeah, I don't, I don't care. I don't care where. I don't care where uh, uh, that ball is put. If that ball is put, thrown another three and a half, four feet deep, he was prepared to either intercepted it there as well. Uh, he, uh, he went, they went up against a, a defense. A thing he was sitting there just waiting on that pass. Uh, uh, the only way that's not intercepted if it doesn't get thrown at all, and it appeared to be open. Yeah, he closed. He closed the ground, laid out. I mean, it was. Uh, you know, sometimes the the guys on the other side get paid too, and he's having a phenomenal year. He's coming up. Uh, he's coming along quite nicely oh. for the Texans. Number three yeah. overall pick. You know, picked before Sauce Gardner, so they they really liked him, and uh, and and you saw why. There's also just you know opportunities for for Denver to really capitalize early on the deep ball, a couple drops. Um, and uh, and all you can ask, right? The opportunity went it down five, ball at the you know ball within the ten, and um, and they just came up short again. Though that's a playoff team, and it was uh, a, a good measuring stick. You could see where the shortcomings are, and uh, and some things to address heading into L.A. Uh, C.J. Stroud is a quarterback of the future in the next at seven, eight, ten years. He'll be uh, in the top three quarterbacks in the league. He will win at least one uh, Super Bowl championship. The guy is that good. Uh, I, I I think if the if if the Chiefs don't win this year, and I don't think they will, uh, uh, I don't think they get a, they get another opportunity. I don't think they win another Super Bowl. They may get to the Super Bowl this year, uh, but they won't win it. Hmm. And why so? Why so? Well, I think I think the NFC is is stronger than it's been in a while, and I think San Francisco uh, is 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 still on the clock, and they're and they're not diminishing. San Francisco has, when healthy, has absolutely every tool offensively and a very good defense. Yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah. It's. It is difficult to see how if healthy San Francisco loses to anybody their defense phenomenal yeah. their their skill position players are just I mean it's pick your poison and uh and then some and you know the Philadelphia I mean, Pert, Eagles got it at I mean, home pretty is almost as good a draft pick as as Jokic was uh I don't think is good I don't know uh, but do Jokic, I? He was picked. He was picked like 275th or something. Jokic, yeah. Oh yeah, he's Mr. Irrelevant. Jokic, yeah. Jokic, Jokic was Jokic was only picked in the in the 50s or 40s, right? 46. Yeah. 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 So mid second round, but in the M NBA terms, because uh, it's exactly only two rounds. I I I see the comparison. Brock Purdy is. Uh, uh, I mean, because if you watched him in college, he was not setting the world on fire. You know he was a he was a turnover machine uh, his last year in at Iowa State and so what they saw in him and the ability to uh, to to bring him along and he's capitalized on it he is the, he is the right quarterback for that system yeah. I think Kyle Shanahan finally got out of his own way trying to be too cute uh, you know with with Trey Lance 
And uh, uh, I don't think he was. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, I'll give you that. Kyle's been great when it comes to uh, being a quarterback whisperer. Pretty much every quarterback he's ever had has won in his system. Uh, you know, but uh, but Purdy has brought that brought them to that that level that. Okay, they're the they're in my mind the clear favorites, which is a you know which is a, uh, which is amazing something that the you know had Purdy gone to the Broncos, he'd still be third team. They wouldn't even have isolated him. They wouldn't have figured out how good he was. Right, right, and that's the that's the brilliance of Kyle. I think is is right exactly. Allowing, <laughs> so he's allowing I mean, himself to to be wrong. Yeah. I think the only part that he outthought himself. That's was, right. He said, you know, I don't think he was. I don't think he was being too cute. Uh, I, I think I, with the idea. If, if anything, of if anything there's very, there's very few coaches who are strong enough, and have enough confidence in their organization uh, that says, you know what, this is going to be our quarterback. Uh, we're not, you know, you know, we're not going with the, we're not going with Trey Lance. Our quarterback was Mister Irrelevant. And that's who we're going with. There aren't a lot of coaches that can survive that. There, no, there aren't. Or GMs, for that matter, right? Where you're, you trade yeah. three first-round picks to go up and get a guy. And and Trey Lance played pretty well at the beginning of the year last year before getting hurt. So it wasn't as though, you know, he he was a total. Rappel played pretty well. You know, I mean, everybody. Well. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it. You know, there. are Nick Mullins has played has played well. Has you know he he is still in the league because of what he did in in, in a brief stint with the 49ers. In my um, mind, the Broncos could not easily, but the Broncos certainly could win out. And if they do, they go to the playoffs. Uh, there's not any games that they they couldn't win on on, right. uh, on their remaining schedule. The Lions at the big one. Uh, they got the Chargers twice. Uh, but I think the Chargers are are just sitting there. Uh, Patriots, uh, Raiders, even though they've had some bad luck against the Raiders, uh, I think that I think they I think they come back, especially if that game means they're in the playoffs or not. Uh, they beat the Raiders. So if they beat if if, if right now they beat the Chargers this week, uh, the Lions are the only thing sitting in front of the Broncos. Uh, that that if both teams play well, the Lions could beat the Broncos right. uh, at home. Uh, and if both teams play well, it's possible the Broncos can beat the Lions. And the Broncos are not that. Broncos are a good football team. Right. Yeah, and the way in the way that they play, you know, the ability to to commit to the to the run, which you know the Lions defense is you know it's not exactly uh you know it's not the front seven of the houston texans who have a really good front seven um so that one i think is, is a matchup but you got to get through this week and uh, the chargers they can put points up you know if justin herbert gets going we've seen how phenomenal he can be uh, but they're just so inconsistent you're not really sure which chargers team that you're ever going to get yeah and I, and I think that has a lot you know, that's organizationally the Chargers are just a bad organization. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and that's, that, you know, and you, you don't think, if the casual fan doesn't think that trans, translates to what happens on the field. Okay. But when 
we've been in it long enough, like yourself and myself following it, you know that organizationally, teams can let down, that organizations can let down players right. to the point where, to the point where, hey, they, they don't care. They're only playing for a paycheck. And I think that's where the charges are at. Yeah, there's no absolutely. one. There's no one. There's no one with a goal there right now. Yeah, I think that that's a. I think that's a, a, a astute point. They they have never been an organization that understood what it took to win. You saw, you know, firing Martin, Martin <laughs> Marty Schottenheimer when they went fourteen and two uh, because yeah, you know, they the problem, thought that they were something else. Yeah, well, the problem was it wasn't Marty's fault. I mean, they had the best right. defensive coordinator and Wade Phillips, and they had. One of the great offensive coordinators in what was his name? Uh, uh, Nor North Turner. Nor yeah. Turner was their offensive coordinator. They lost both of them to head coaching jobs. Right. And then the, and then Spanos looked at that and said, "Yeah, well, Marty, you know, uh, you you lost in the first round of playoffs after being fourteen and two. Then you lost your coordinators, uh, so they fired him. That, but right. that's who the, that's who the Chargers are." That is who they've been. Yeah, they they think that they belong at the big table, but they've never, you know, they 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 never got promoted from the kid yeah, table. They, yeah, and, they're uh, sitting over there with me at the kid's table. <laughs> yeah, they it just it's it's like the Monforts, right? Just in that always... to think that they know enough and they don't need further assistance in really developing and understanding. What it takes to win. I love I love kids, and I'll just tell you this right now: when there's a kids table and an adult table, through all of my adulthood, which is which has been sketchy at best, uh, I always sat at the kids table. I go, yeah, I'll sit with the kids, and the kids always loved it, you know. That, but I love kids, so, so I'm a, I'm a guy who sits at the kids table. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? They have the most fun. I'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm the first one to spill the milk. Ah, <laughs> uh, Gil, I can't take you anywhere. Even when I was a kid. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. Big Manning in the house. Gil Whiteley gives you reasons, not excuses, and Whiteley so. Welcome back. Uh, the Broncos could have and probably should have won that game. I, there's, uh, the, I, I think somewhere down the line last week that the uh, NFL officiating uh, uh, hierarchy got together and said, you know, we're having too many uh, pass interference plays on shortly thrown off uh, passes downfield, and so we got to be careful to, to call those because uh, we're we're rewar- we're rewarding bad passes. Uh, that <coughs> the pass to Mims was an obvious. The ball, the Broncos had the ball in the four yeah. yard line. It was yeah. an obvious, and and and, and again in that, that the same day uh, that happened to the Chargers that caused the Chargers the game. Uh, I, I think last week that, that you know because that that is that that call 
has had an impact on many games this year. With the, I think that the NFL now has developed plays where they throw the ball short on the lo- downfield. It's almost like a hail mary uh, that they don't they they're looking for the foul rather than the completion. Right. Yeah, it's like rewarding the the flop in the NBA. I yeah. guess. That said, I mean it's the the ball is still playable if it's catchable. I think you you still got to be able to call it. You know, if you intentionally yeah. underthrow it, the back shoulder fade. Right, like that—that that is a—that is a play. Yeah, you, know, you put the, the ball up your guys don't have to be able to catch it. And the defensive man uh, has to play the ball and not the man. Right, and that, and that's when they get in trouble. They get their back to the ball, and so they don't know when that when that's happening. But I I, I think there I think there was a meeting about that. I think that uh, I think that affected last week's games, and maybe they have another meeting this week saying, you know what, that didn't work out so well for us. Hey, I appreciate it. Uh, the Broncos play this weekend. Big game this week. Uh, we'll be back. We'll have Nick Manning back uh, uh, next week at some point whenever he's available. Uh, <laughs> and uh, have a great day. Mark Cooper and I will be in studio tomorrow. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.